Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm John Briggs, Global Head of Desk Strategy. This series helps you cut through the noise of global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. Hello, everyone. This past week saw the Bank of England meeting, where the bank left rates and QE unchanged with no dissenting votes and commented that the fourth quarter of 2020 GDP would be about 8% lower than the fourth quarter of 2019. But in, that sounds like a lot, but in their words, they saw that as materially stronger than expected in, from their November report. On the other hand, they suggested it's appropriate to get ready for negative rates if needed. However, they also noted that there's operational risks if that's employed within six months, which to us suggests they're not re yet ready on that front. And the idea remains precautionary and further out if it ever comes. So all in all, it was a bit of a hawkish meeting compared to market expectations. This reinforces our view regarding a stronger pound and higher UK market interest rates. The week also, though, was one where risk assets generally recovered after the prior week's poor performance, though it was not all green across the board. Equities certainly performed well, commodities were higher, but currency markets were showing some signs of a potential shift. Up to now, higher risk has equated to a weaker dollar. If you think of why, the US dollar tends to appreciate during times of flight to quality when risk assets are under pressure. When risk appetites are improving, that tends to unwind and you see capital seeking greater return. However, at the moment, we're seeing a dollar strengthening with risk improving. Well, why would that be? Well, one of the things we've discussed and we have on the radar is potential rotation towards US and UK assets as these countries lead the way in vaccinations and as we look forward to those economies opening sooner rather than later. Indeed, the pound has been a relative outperformer, which is again, one of our themes during this new phase. But how durable is this? We were looking for this rotation theme to be one we visit later in the quarter, not necessarily the first week in February. But if it is starting earlier than anticipated, it may signal a handoff from manufacturing to service sector assets, including a rotation to value from growth within equities, even as equities themselves are still remaining supported. And we do think they will still remain supported given the amount of money out there looking for a home and the fact that the overall policy and fundamental backdrop, essentially loose fiscal and monetary policy, remains supportive. So with that, I'm now gonna to turn to my special guest for the week, our chief Euro area economist, Giovanni Zani. Gio, I just mentioned that markets may be looking at an earlier opening of the US and UK, including compared to Europe, but a lot of that's based on vaccination rates. What are you, your views there when it comes to the Eurozone? And are we giving short shift to growth in the Eurozone, both now and looking forward? Well, I can't deny that the uh, vaccination rollout is progressing at uh, snail pace in Europe uh, and that currently the euro area is going through a, a soft patch in terms of activity, uh, although nothing compared to the drop that we saw uh, in the spring of last year. But, but frankly, I think that vaccination is only uh, part of the story. Um, you know, for example, various trends uh, have been improving in recent weeks in Europe. And that's, uh, I guess, even more than the case than for the UK or the US. And that also would facilitate reopenings. Uh, the other factor is the weather. You know, um, we are you know, in Q2 and Q3, especially, you know, with the ability to go outside. And we saw it last year. Uh, uh, the, the likelihood of having uh, the virus uh, being uh, less uh, taxing is quite high and also uh, that, that's a thing that would uh, facilitate reopenings. Uh, and then, of course, we have a, a vaccine uh, rollout uh, program, too. And, of course, it's lower. But, you know, according to the latest estimates, we expect around 50 percent of the population 
to be uh, vaccinated by the end of Q2. And of course, that covers a lot of the uh, fragile uh, members of society, but also uh, much more than that. And so, uh, I mean, I would say that in the course of Q2, we should also see the, already the benefit of that. And also that would, uh, you know, support uh, reopenings. Um, another point I would make is that when you look at what happened in Q3, uh, the normalization after uh, the, the, the first lockdown came out and was very rapid. And so in a sense, uh, what we would expect is that even if right now the, the, the soft patches will continue, I would say for Q1, uh, you know, the recovery would then be uh, quite, uh, quite rapid uh, as well. That's my expectation. There are no major scars. Uh, and final point is that policy are, are there. They are helping on the fiscal side. It's not just in the case of Europe, a case of the crisis is also something more. We have a, a paradigm shift, if you want, in terms of policy, uh, fiscal policy, and that will have you know, activity in the you know, coming quarters and years. So, I mean, I'm not so optimistic, if you want, on, on the very short term. But apart from that, I think that the prospects are very good for the euro era. Yeah, I mean, I think if you get 50% of the population uh, inoculated by the end of the second quarter, as you said, mostly um, those that are most vulnerable, you are able to open up. And I think that that's probably sooner, at least than a lot of um, people that I talk to expect. So I think probably we are not giving enough potential credit down the road. As you say, short term is, is going to be tricky, but down the road for the Eurozone. Um, but the one risk for the zone always seems to be Italy and always seems to be on the political side. So just uh, before we close, can you update us on recent developments there and your view if there's any risks that we should be aware of? Yes, yeah, so, so Italy is the sick man of Europe uh, as always, uh, and it's still the case, but if we get confirmation in the next few days or even hours that uh, Draghi will head the uh, new government, which actually is, is quite likely, that's my central scenario, uh, then I think that uh, the country and Europe as a whole will benefit quite a lot. I mean, we're talking about one of the main architects of the uh, positive changes of the, you know, uh, he saved the euro basically. Uh, and so it will be a very important uh, uh, participant on the table, uh, at the table uh, for this kind of new uh, euro era changes, institutional policy changes that are happening with the Euro Recovery Fund and beyond. So, I mean, if it happens, I would say that this is good for Italy and good for Europe and for, for uh, European assets in general. Okay, great. Thank you, everyone. Look forward to speaking to you next week. And thanks, Gio, for joining us this week. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of The Weekly Watch. Please subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and other social media channels.